Hello. Hello. How hey. are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. I guess because I ain't talked to you on the phone in a bit. Like, I've heard your voice, but still, I don't know. <laughs> I was supposed to say, hey, this is A1 calling from the podcast, <laughs> but you know who it is already. <laughs> Oh man, that's crazy. That is crazy. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm trying to enjoy my Monday. I'm tired. Tell me about it. I did not want to get up, but the leaf, the landscape man was out there at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, hey, he got to move that shit someplace else. That's so rude to do that early in the morning. It was, man. Like, it was horrible. And I think I was up like pretty late can you hear me good yeah i just heard i can hear you oh yeah i was up pretty late man and i don't know it was it was crazy yeah. me too like i was up to like 2 30 and then i had to wake up like at 7 45 to go get my sons oh, so man. i'm like tired why you was up so late <laughs> oh oh it's one of <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that we're gonna skip over it we'll find out later I'm gonna find out later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, where where are the where are the little ones? They're uh with their grandparents. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. Not too bad. I thought they were in there playing yeah. PS4. Like we're somewhere. here at my parents' house, but they're somewhere, of course, playing Fortnite. Oh, oh, they 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 having a ball then. Yeah, having a ball. They get to play Fortnite. Anyway. What what are you gonna go by today? I forgot what we called you last time. I don't. I cannot remember. I was thinking about that. I was like, "What did I say?" Let me go back. Uh, I cannot remember. Do you remember which one you was on, or which ones? I know. Were you on the whole face? I think you might have been on the whole. Phase. I think I was. I think I was. I think you the one that put a slip and fall <laughs> as your. Uh, as your sleeper song song of the week yes yes okay so i was on that one were you there with sally sue i don't remember i don't remember the names i need to make up another name i can't remember the name i use me either let me go back and look some more i should have looked this I, I i meant to look but i never did go back all right let's see i know you was on one time does it make you gay i know you was on that one mm-hmm. all right let me go back and look Hopefully you had a name at that time. <laughs> what is going on here? That's pretty crazy. If I can't find your name, what would you like to go by? What the hell go by something. Uh, what's something that's like? Let me think of something that's not going to be obvious <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be interesting to see mm. maybe I don't know no not that let me see I don't have anything on this one were you there for when I was talking about the medicine cabinet I don't remember the medicine cabinet or talking about medicine cabinet I know. I, I I don't think you had a name that time. I think you were just anonymous guest. 
Mm-hmm. Because I know you, I know you're the one who gave me the slip and fall by L.A. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I know Sally Sue was there. I don't. I don't know, man. This is crazy. I can go by. Uh, I want to go by Angelica. Angelica. Mm-hmm. Like, off for rug- I was about to say the one off regrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> All right, we'll go by that. We'll go by that. And, and all right, let me introduce the podcast. Uh, this is A One. I am the host of I don't have a name for this yet podcast, and we're here with Angelica with episode forty six. I think I got it right this time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I think I do. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my putting all my marbles in the basket here. But anyway, I think we got a, a really good show lined up for you guys. I've been dying to ask you some of these questions anyway, so, <laughs> so I'm ready to hear what you have to say. Now I'm nervous. Well, don't be nervous. It's not. I'm not going to dig too deep into whatever. <laughs> I'm going to try to stay relatively safe with these things. Um, I guess the first one I'm going to start with is PDA. You ever heard the acronym mm-hmm. before? Yes. How do you feel about that? Like, Is that something that you do? I don't mind PDA, I guess, to a certain extent. Um, some guys go a little overboard with it. What's overboard? But, um, okay, so last November, right, this past November, I was out with someone, and, like, his type of PDA was, like, while we're out, like, put his hand down my pants. Or, like, <laughs> 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 in public. Like the front or the, the back? The like the side. Like oh, the, the side. side. Okay, that's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like we were at, we went to um, live at uh, the battery, the bar, mm-hmm. and like we were literally at the bar, and this is during the freaking Mike Tyson fight. So of course, you know, it's jam packed in there, mm-hmm. and he puts his hand like up my shirt to like rub my back, and I'm like, yo, stop! Like you're exposing my back. Oh, like I don't man. mind like the the kissing and the hugging or holding hands. That's my type of PDA. Mm-hmm. But his was just like a whole another level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounded like it. You you put his hands down your pants. I was like, whoa, what kind of freaking shit y'all into? <laughs> oh man, uh, for me, I haven't always been uh, a proponent of a uh, PDA. But as I've gotten older, like I've learned to do that, and I kind of like doing it, but. It all mm-hmm. depends on who you are and how I feel about you. Like, I'm all for the holding hands. I mean, I'm for kissing in public, you know, doing the little cuddle walk thing when you're behind somebody yeah. trying to walk, <laughs> being obnoxious and slow. I'm all for those things. And, you know, I'm not I'm not embarrassed by it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I do know people who don't like it for whatever reason. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think I think it just depends on, like, growth and maturity for one and, mm-hmm. and how you feel about that person just in the moment. Yeah, and also like your comfort level yeah. with the person or even just your comfort level with affection because you know everyone's not affectionate and they or they don't um like that sort of affection especially in public where other people can see so i guess you know it really just depends on the person and what they like yeah i i, I was dating somebody they didn't necessarily like to do certain like, they didn't like to kiss in public or do like the little the little the little innocent gropes and stuff like that and i and i understand but i was like me for one i don't ever want to have to hide how i feel for you 
Or like if I'm feeling it, like you can tell couples who like love each other, like they really like love it, they into each other, like by some of the yeah. things that they do. But like I felt like some of the more innocent things, I don't think that there was anything wrong with it. Like the kissing, the hugging, you know, being caked up in the corner somewhere. Like I was cool with that, but digging in, digging in each other's pants is, 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 another, is another level. And, um, yeah, that was a first for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised to hear that one. I ain't never heard that. I've seen people do it, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm, I'm for butt grabbing every now and then. Like get a little, mm-hmm. little. Oh man, that's mine. Or like a little smackaroo there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I guess I guess those are some of the normal things. Or you know, like just just being in love and being in the moment. It's 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 a good feeling, man. Yeah, it's definitely a good feeling. Um. I'm glad. I'm glad that you survived your uh, PDA. PDA, PDA my PDA attack. attack. Yeah, PDA mm-hmm. attack. PDAA. That's what we're gonna call it. PDA. <laughs> um, let's see. Mm, where are we gonna go from there? Um, do you have any regrets, like when it comes to relationships or just in life in general? Um any regrets no I feel like regret is like that's a strong word of course things I would do differently um I would definitely do my 20s differently I think I should have like traveled more quit more jobs (laughs) wait 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 Wait. quit more jobs (laughs) yes man I feel like we as a society, like we put so much pressure on like, you know, high school grad, you know, people in high school or graduates or people in their 20s period to know what they want to do for the rest of their lives at such a young age. Like, I feel like your 20s should be your explorative age. Um, you know, you just travel, you make your mistakes, you bounce back, do it all over again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like, that's the only thing I would have I would have taken more risk. Let me say that. Okay. In my 20s. That's not but, too bad. Do, do yeah. you have any regrets when it comes to relationships? Yeah, man. I, I'm just such a lover. I suck. I'm oh. such a lover. <laughs> Why do you say that? Why do you say that? <laughs> because it's like, I would meet like, I would meet like a guy and without him showing any type of effort or like, or a major effort, let me say this, major effort or just show anything that is worth us being in a relationship. I would be like, oh, I love him. And <laughs> just dumb shit. So it's like, um, I definitely would have taken things or not taken relationships as serious. Interesting. So. Um, I definitely have some regrets for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think my biggest regret is not taking, uh, taking, you know, seizing the moment when I had an opportunity to do certain mm-hmm. things, like if I was young, if I could tell my younger mm-hmm. self anything, I would say take every opportunity that I can. Like, cause you never know what's gonna happen. Um, mm-hmm. And I regret, I ain't gonna say I regret, I do regret it, but I've learned from it. So I don't know if I can still regret it, but I know in the past that was a regret of mine, like not taking the opportunities, whether it was to fight for something that I was supposed to fight for or go to this place or, you know, just stepping outside of my comfort zone when it came to certain things because I, I as a 22, 24-year-old, like, it's, you don't know what you don't know. And you you just, and no one can teach you that either. You just have to kind of go through it. Someone can advise you. Yeah. But you really won't know until you get there. 
But yeah. I do have regrets about relationships, though. Like, uh, like, I, like one with like again, not fighting strong enough for something or or giving up mm-hmm. too soon. That's always gonna be something that's gonna like be in the back of my mind. Like, I can't live with with not trying for something and not knowing <laughs> that I and knowing that I did not give it my all, that I didn't exhaust all my efforts. Um, that that bothers me to this day, like not knowing. Like now, I can only be comfortable with with something that I'm sure of. Like I know that I ate all the food on my plate, or mm-hmm. but, but put it this way: like you ever got in your house and double had to double check whether you locked the doors? Yes. Like, I'm not gonna feel good until I get up and know that I've done everything to secure my house. Sure. And that's how mm-hmm. I feel with relationships sometimes. Like I need to make sure I've done everything. But if I know that I did not lock the door and I'm okay with it. I I'm not gonna have a hard I'm, I'm gonna have a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. That's something that I cannot accept. Um, what do is there any relationship that you regret like even getting into? Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, a few of those actually. Oh god! What's a few number of those. one? My son's dad. Oh man, why? <laughs> I didn't I wasn't expecting that one. Just again, just young and dumb. Um young, dumb, what's the saying? Young, dumb, full of cum. Oh man. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, we were just very just young, very immature. Um, mm. so definitely I regret that. I get it. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um I don't think I have any relationships that I regret. Let me think on it. I don't even think I ever asked myself this question. <laughs> um, I don't. I just have things I wish that I could do better in, in some of mm-hmm. those relationships. Like I don't think I have any regrets when it comes to that. But I definitely wish I could do some things over and better. And what is going on here? Definitely. Um. Well, that's good to know. But sorry to hear that about the uh, about the boys' dad. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, they're dead. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, um, that's just one. This is a few well, others. Okay, <laughs> do you want to tell me or do you want to just skip it? <laughs> no, we can go. We can move on. Okay, we can go. Um, do like when you when you date people, like what are some of your expectations, like? Like, what do you expect from somebody and what can they expect from you? So actually, that's something I'm really working on now um, mm-hmm. as far as like expectations. So when we're first dating, I expect for you to be the person that you present to be, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So if we start off with great communication and uh, we're you know, outgoing and we're just spending time having and of course, relationships go through shit. But I don't expect for us to have great communication for like the first three months and then you fall off. Like what like what is going on? Um I expect for you to acknowledge that someone is new in your life. And if you want this person to stay in your life, you need to make sure that you're doing things to keep them in your life if you want that person in your life. And if not, mm-hmm. I expect for you not to waste my time. I understand. So that. that's um, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So I try. Those are things that I expect. Like, just be who you are. If I'm attracted just to the person that I met initially, then we're good. And let's just keep it that way, right? Mm-hmm. So I, 
I need to be the same way. So I don't need to switch it up or because I know me. I could catch a bratty attitude quick. <laughs> I have a smart mouth, but I try to keep it in. <laughs> so, so that's something that you said you wanted to work on, right? Definitely. That's something I'm working on now. Like, ooh, it's a work in progress. Have have you made any progress? Uh, nope, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Um <clears throat> And so what can someone expect from you? Like um, if, if they're dating Angelica, like what are they going to get? Like what, what does that, what's the culmination of everything they're going to get? Oh, that's a, ooh, that's a hell of a question. It is. Um, you're going to get a good time, a good vibe, um, a laugh, a great listener, a good communicator. Um, so when that's going, I'm going to talk shit. I'm going to talk shit. So if you have a problem with that, we're just not going to work out. I like to go out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outgoing. I like to go out. I like to do things. Um, I'm not just one of those that's like, oh, let's just go to the club every single weekend. And No. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm an overthinker. I'm going to get on your nerves. Oh, um, I'm gonna, man. Oh, I'm going to, no. <laughs> Hey, these are the facts, right? Hey, you said it. <laughs> I'm an overthinker. I overthink everything. I I need um, assurance and reassurance. So if you tell me something, you're going to have to tell me two or three times just to make sure that I'm comfortable. Let me ask um, you this. before: when, mm-hmm. are, Do you think you overthink to your own detriment? Absolutely. I had this conversation with myself today. Like, um, I was having a conversation with someone and we were just talking about things that we do when we're together. And I was like, nope, I'm gonna stop it. Even though this person has told me it's okay. 1000 times. I just keep saying like, no, I'm gonna stop doing it. I'm gonna stop doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. So the person was like, all right, we're just going to talk about this later. Cause you about to make me mad. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I do this, but now I'm starting to see it's a pattern with me. Right. So I was like, all right, so this happened in this situation, in this relationship, in this relationship. So now it's me. I'm the problem. My overthinking is the problem. So it's like, so I really want to sit with myself and like, why do I overthink and overlyze, overanalyze everything? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at now because I really want to know why I do that. Because if I could get to the root of why I do it, I want to stop because I don't need to do it. Right. Um, a person is going to stand on their word, then let them stand on their word. I don't need to just keep pushing it. Like I'm, it's annoying. I get on my own nerves doing it. So I mm-hmm. can only imagine. So that's something I'm working on. Do you have trust issues? Absolutely. I trust people as far as I could throw them. <laughs> <laughs> that's not very far. I'm assuming. <laughs> what can someone do to gain your trust? Uh, just be solid in their actions. Um, if you say you're going to do something, do it. And then, um, man, time, honestly, time, mm-hmm. it takes time for me to really develop a trust for someone. So, so let's say, let's say you guys, let's say you're dating somebody, you've been with this person for five years. Would mm-hmm. it, do you think you would still second guess and overthink some of their actions and, and things like that? If you had that much time, and I'm sure there has to be some trust there. Yeah, absolutely. I would trust them, but that's dependent on things that we've been through during that five-year time span. Mm, okay. Have you done things or have you done multiple things to make me question your trust? So it really it just depends on that relationship. Okay. 
Okay. Well, I'm glad you're you're becoming more self aware with some of the things that that you feel are flaws for yourself, because self awareness is something that I feel like people a lot of people don't have. Everyone right. thinks they're aware, but mm-hmm. I think some of that's just their pride and ego. Oh, I don't have this, and they're they're in denial, or they think they know something that they that they might not know. So that's that's good to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do what else do someone get with you? Like what can they expect? That's about it. Everything I said, you just you just get that surface level stuff. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. I'm very affectionate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very affectionate. Um, I'm a crybaby. Um, really? Yeah, I know, right? It's so shocking, but I am. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm very affectionate. Crying. Um, let's see, what's something else? I don't know. I think those are pretty solid qualities right there. If you could get through all of that, we're good to go. Okay. Um, you told me good and a bad, and I appreciate that. Absolutely. Like, yeah. That's good. You know, not necessarily bad, but like some, you know, some cons, I guess to say. I don't like saying bad. And cons sound kind of bad, too. But you told me the things that were flattering and something that mm-hmm. may not be as flattering. Not so. Yeah. Absolutely. I did want to ask you one more thing, and I, it okay. just slipped my mind. And I didn't want to interrupt you, <clears throat> but it was about, um, oh, I know what it was. You said you're going to talk shit. Like, is it like a, a playful talk shit or is it just you're going to be talking shit when you get mad? <laughs> talk oh, both. Talk shit. Both? Absolutely. Absolutely both. Okay. Like, I'll talk shit. Like, if you say something goofy, quirky, or just like that, I want to talk shit. But mm-hmm. if I get mad, I want to oh. talk a lot of shit. So um, Is it mean? Yeah, oh, you get man. you get both, best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can dig it. I can dig it. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, let's see. I guess now that I have to answer this question, what do yeah, I expect for somebody? Um, I expect somebody to be loyal to me one hundred percent. Like no if ands or buts. Like. When I say ride or die, that's what I want it to be. If I rob a bank, you better keep your mouth closed and don't tell our <laughs> fucking business. Like that's my thing. Like I don't, I don't do too well with people who have to tell everybody our personal business. Like our personal business is our personal business. I need to be able to confide in you. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect to. Wait, am I answering a question about what do you get when you date me, or what am I expecting me. from people? Oh, I thought we were answering. What do you get when they date you? Okay, okay. When you get when you date me, you get somebody who's loyal. I'm gonna start there. Mm-hmm. I'm then I'm gonna go back to other shit because I'm I got a okay. mouthful about that. <laughs> <laughs> but what you get, you get somebody who's who's definitely a good listener. I'm always going to support you, right, wrong, and different. And you're mm-hmm. definitely going to get somebody who's going to tell you the truth, no matter what, how how you may feel about it. Like, you know, I'm going. I'm not going to agree with you on things but i'm always going to like provide like checks and balances for you and, and if you still want to go ahead with decision i'm going to support you unless it's something that's like i can't support you killing somebody but yeah. you know within reason i'm going to support you so you get mm-hmm. that you get somebody who's definitely going to make you laugh who's definitely going to make try to create a, a memorable moment for you i'm not about I'm, I'm i've become more affectionate as time has mm-hmm. grown because i'm starting to appreciate people in life more and the people mm-hmm. that like not even just like my person people I'm I'm you know in a relationship with but like my friends and my family and a lot of my friends are family to me because my family is a little weird like my immediate family like my mom or brother you know mm-hmm. you know things like that 
we're 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 good, but like I don't really like have the strongest relationships with my cousins. So a lot of my friends becomes my cousins or my brothers or whatever, or my sisters or whatever. So you get that. Um, you get somebody who's dependable. If I tell you I'm gonna do something, I'm going to do my damnedest to do it. And if I can't, that's that's my bad. But I'm not gonna tell you I'm gonna do something and then backtrack on it later. Mm-hmm. without reason like it has to be something that I just cannot do either that or I'm gonna just say I don't know or we'll see or I either can't do it um what else you get I think you get someone you can build with <clears throat> when you date me like when you, if you're with me you get somebody you can definitely build with I'm not perfect I have my flaws but I'm definitely going to fight and try to to build with us I mean with you um I'm thoughtful some would say not. I know some of the listeners out there who listens, um, listen, they might say I'm not as thoughtful, but I'm very thoughtful. Like I just am. Um, I think uh, I think that's it. I think that's a good summary. And yeah. what I'm expecting from you, I'm keeping you to stick to the fucking G code. Ain't no fucking telling our fucking <laughs> business to nobody. Like we ain't doing that. Like keep it tight, keep it close to the vest, like Everybody doesn't have to know our fucking business because when you do that, you open it up for people to poke holes and to pick you a fucking part. And mm-hmm. I've gone through that and I'm still going through it. And it's and it's, it's a very painful experience. And when you tell people that how you feel about it and they just kind of be dismissive of it, it's 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 kind of like a slap in the face. Like it's disrespectful to me, but you shouldn't allow anybody to be able to pick us apart based on the things you've told them. Like, I know I have a good friend. He always said, he's like, I'll let you in the front door, but I'm never going to let you into my bedroom. So he'll let you come in. You can stick your head in the door. You can see, like, what's on the surface, but I'm never going to let you know the inner workings of what me and my wife go through. Like, I'll tell you <laughs> some things, but I'm not telling you everything. But I'm not telling you that, oh, my wife, um, this isn't a quote for him, but I'm just trying to give an example for the for the listeners. <laughs> he would say, like, I'm not going to tell you that me and my wife um, like to get uh well no that's something that people might that some I don't know they're not gonna tell you that we're getting ready to go bankrupt or you know that we have a million dollars to give or so they're not mm-hmm. gonna tell you those things like like that or or tell you every little detail every little argument say hey look well one time a couple years ago me and X Y and Z we had a, a a debate over how we should raise the kid like stuff like that you can share but they don't need to know every single time we have a disagreement on something. So I don't like that. I'm expecting someone, like I said earlier, to be loyal to me to by default, like like 100 percent. If I'm wrong, stick by me. But tell me I'm wrong. Also, I need you to 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 be my checks and balance, too, because I'm going to give you that everything I'm asking of someone. I will give you that in return. I wouldn't ask anybody to do anything for me that I wouldn't do for them. Um, I expect somebody to 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 have con- unconditional love for me. I don't want you to love me when you love me and then hate me when you when I'm when I'm upset when, when we disagree on something. I don't like Absolutely. stuff like that. Like if you're gonna love love all the way, or don't love me at all. Um, mm-hmm. I need I expect you to be able to be objective. I expect you to be able to understand me and not take everything so personal. Like I don't think I attack people. But I do know I've said things and then people have taken my words or my my sentiments out of context and then ran away with it. And now we got a problem. Like if you don't understand something, ask me because I'll, I'll gladly tell you because I don't want any room for communication. I mean, miscommunication. And that's another thing. I expect you to be a good communicator with me. I don't mm-hmm. need all these things off bat. 
we can acquire these things and grow and work towards these things. But that's something that I am looking for in the long run, somebody I can communicate with, someone I can kind of confide in and share my, you know, just share my, share me with and be vulnerable with. So that's what I expect from people. And that's what you can expect to get from me. Yeah, I think a lot of these things, like, um, you have to, you know, once you get more comfortable with the person, you grow into these things. But, like, I understand the uh, uh, private matters within your relationships. Um, Because I can't, I don't like that myself. Uh, Yeah. Things, personal issues that we go through, because if you tell, you know, outside sources, they'll have their own opinions. And they're just looking out for, you know, your, for the best thing for you, your best interest, right? But they are now developing, I guess, a hate or resentment for your partner that you yep. are going to later forgive, but they won't because they'll look now That's they're looking at sick. like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. They look all happy now, but they, you know, went through X, Y, and Z. So that's why I'm very, um, private with my relationship matters because it's just, I think that's just the way to be. You have to know what to tell people. And what not to tell people, like you said, with your friend. I definitely agree. You you have to protect your relationship. And sometimes a private relationship is the only way that you can do that. Unless you have, like, good, mature friends who've all been through something. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's another thing. Um, I don't, I, one thing I do, and another thing that I'm going to put on my expectation list, because I never thought that this would happen to me. But I don't want to have to date your friends and your family either. I don't want to yeah. have to do that. I don't want to have to to try to appease them. Like, I, if I make you happy, that's all that should fucking matter. Like, I don't want to have to have to hear what your friends have to say about decisions we make. I don't want to have to hear what your family has to say about decisions we make. And I know that sounds a bit harsh, but I feel like when they're helping you make decisions for your life, they're going to do what they think is best for you or what's mm-hmm. best for them based on what you are telling them. And, like, people don't know how to tell the whole unequivocated truth they they tell the piece that makes them look flattering so people are going to advise you based on what you're telling them and so i don't want to have to date your family and try to have to date your date your friends too like i have to put up with all this shit just to be with you like it should just be me and you and everybody else second like go to them for advice but don't don't take everything they say as like gold because they don't fucking know like they're not even in a position to guide you they can't even get like how can they help you when they can't help themselves true I don't like (laughs) stuff like that like when you have bitter pathetic friends you have unhappy family members like no I'm not going for that like like that's bullshit to me so yeah, the main it. ones that want to give the most advice. Yeah, and then they have they have no ground to fucking stand on. Like, what do you have to show for your advice? That you're alone, mm-hmm. that you're unhappy. Like, no, don't take advice from people like that. I don't ever want to have to date anybody's friends or family again. Like, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. But I definitely agree with the privacy, man. We need a level of privacy and intimacy with mm-hmm. with 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 just your your, your mate because. That's how you grow. It's the intimate moments, those close intimate moments where you're vulnerable. And if I tell you something that's vulnerable, like if I tell you that, hey, I like when you, I don't know, whatever it is, I don't expect you to go tell everybody. Like, keep it (laughs) solid with me. Mm -hmm. Like, we need those intimate moments because I'm not going to tell your secrets, so don't tell mine. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to badmouth you to my friends or family. I'm always going to put you in the greatest light. 
in the greatest light. So I'm with you on that. Privacy is key. And I think going forward, like that's what I want to do is keep my relationships private. I'm not hiding anything. I don't want people to think mm-hmm. that if those who know, know, and those who don't, don't. But mm-hmm. those who don't know don't fucking matter. Like it's about the people who matters. Like your your close friends and your close family. Those are the ones I don't care if Tasha down the street or my coworker know that I have a relationship because I don't fuck with them like that. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. It's the people who matter, and that's what people got to realize. It's not that people are trying to hide things or keep you a secret. Sometimes it's trying to protect you and yours. Yeah, so. definitely. I'm the same way, and I think things like that. Um, those type of talks need to be had. And those ground rules, I guess, need to be established in the beginning of a relationship so that hopefully you can avoid, um, you know, arguments or disagreements in the future. Because, of course, you're going to have an argument, but how you guys handle it should be established kind of like in the beginning. Definitely. But I also think that comes with with a level of maturity because some people aren't mature Mm -hmm. enough to handle those type of type of things. It's it's either all or nothing for them. Like either it's my way or the highway or, you know, when when I when I lose the game, I'm taking my ball and go home. Like, yeah, you got to be mature to understand that, hey, we're going to argue. We're going to we're going to go through rough patches. But the only thing that can fix us is us. We got to stick together Mm -hmm. on this. Mm -hmm. That's truly how I feel. Like when I when I date somebody, I want it to be a true, legit partnership. Like I don't I don't think wife, I don't think boyfriend is a term. Like I've told people that before and people looked at me. And it was women who looked at me like that. Um that crazy. But I feel like um I don't there's not a word that that's amazing enough to to describe the relationship I have with my significant other or that I'm aiming to have. Like all of those other little fancy titles, boogaloo, sugar, this my no. No, this is this is I need something like something like life partner is the only thing that I can kind of equivocate to how I feel. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what that's what I'm aiming for. Like I'm shooting for the moon every goddamn time. Shoot, 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 pow, pow, pow. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for real, man. Um It was something I was supposed to ask you. Have you ever had to date anybody's friends or family? No, that's why. So when you were explaining, I've never had to, um, I guess, deal with that. Like, of course, if we go through relationship issues, if they do tell a family member, it's only like a certain extent. They don't tell the whole story or they don't necessarily tell it to make only me look bad. Um, Mm -hmm. So, no, I've had I haven't had to deal with that. Well, lucky fucking you. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's it's a pain in the butt. Everyone's telling you what to do, and to the for, to the point where you're old enough to make your own decisions, but you're still going back to mommy and my brother or whatever to to help you make a decision because you're indecisive, and now the pressure to make a decision is on because you've talked too fucking much. You've talked to your friends, you've talked to your family, and everybody's like on you to make a decision about something, and you can't make the decision that makes you happy because you're trying to appease them. Like that's mm-hmm. not right. Like it's yeah. it's it's torture. And, and it then takes... it's pressure on yourself now. Like now you have all that pressure. Like, oh, I told my family I didn't want this, but now I'm going back to it. So it's just a. It looks confusing. Yeah. Yeah, and then you start to you know make yourself look uh, look crazy, and then now you've damaged the person that you love because you're deciding to do something that you told your friends and family that you wouldn't do, and it, mm-hmm. it's just a lot. Now you create problems for yourself, and now you're indecisive, and now you have anxiety because you can't be an adult and come up with your own decision. Like I always say, we follow your heart. 
Follow okay. your heart. Just follow your heart. If it's something that you feel like you want to do, just follow your heart. And you can't go wrong. I agree. But now I can only now if you got good solid friends who who have been through I would like I like to call people seasoned. They've they've mm-hmm. had some experiences then. Yeah, you may better take some advice. But if they ain't been through shit, they can't say shit by shit cuz they don't know shit about shit. That's what it is. Like mm-hmm. how you going if you've never been married, how you going to tell someone who's engaged what to do or tell another mm-hmm. married couple what to do? You may have some insights and pointers that may help tweak a few things, but like you don't know. You can't tell a uh if you've never been a millionaire, you can't tell anybody how to be a millionaire. You can't teach me what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that, and I, you know, I know it sounds kind of harsh, but it's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. I think a lot of it's bullshit, but anyway, well, I'm glad that you don't, and I hope you never will because I'm telling you, <laughs> it's it's not a good feeling. Like it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a amount of stress that I can't put my finger on. I can't even begin to describe it. Like I may describe it and think I'm done, and then I'm never really done. It's that type of thing, and it's it's sad, but who knows? Yeah. Um, what else do we have here on the docket? Um, this is I wanted to ask this question when I had more more black females on uh, on the show. I don't know how I'm gonna do that with everybody's schedule and the virus going on, but I wanted to. I guess I'll just have to ask it time and time again, or maybe I should just save it. Uh, yeah, save it. I'm gonna say it. it uh, is 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 feminism ruining black love? Oh yeah, we would need more opinions on that. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to get more opinions on that. So for the listeners, if you want to write in, if you want to call or text, who have the number to the podcast, feel free mm-hmm. to call, text, or email, or or even hit us up on Instagram and you know give your opinions. We'll read them live on air because I do get listener mail, and I might read one today. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm I'm think I'm gonna save that when I can get like at least three women from mm-hmm. three different backgrounds and three different experiences through life like where it won't be a bunch of people agreeing and it won't be a bunch of people disagreeing it'd be like oh well, i agree with this part of what you said but i don't agree with this or i do agree with everything you said but i don't agree you know i want to kind of like show a variety so um, different you know, opinions yeah yeah i want to kind of get that um what else do i want to ask i'm gonna skip that one do you feel like love ever dies um does love ever die yeah uh i think that's depending upon the person for me yes no Um, (laughs) (laughs) tell me why tell me yes it is tell me yeah tell me why so of course i've been in love before right Mm mm-hmm yeah, and then I, I can see the person to this day, and I don't have an ounce of love in my soul for them. So that love has died for that particular person. That's why I say it, it just depends on a person, because some people feel like love never dies, right? Mm-hmm. If I loved you, if I loved you before, I love you forever. That's not me. I'm so sorry. That's not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, once I no longer love you, that's it. That's a wrap. I just don't love you. Um so, I, yeah, I think it just depends upon the person. What do you think? Um, I think for me, I, I agree it definitely does depend on the person. And mm-hmm. I think it also depends on how you guys end also. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. another thing. Like, if it ends ugly, I think that sometimes it may not die cause it, because you still have – it feels like you have unfinished business. But mm-hmm. I definitely think if you guys ended on a, a amicable terms – 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it that it won't. But there there are people that I still have a lot of love for and I care about. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you may play a Drake song, and then they come to mind, and then now you sitting there thinking like, man, maybe I should call the Texas person, but you don't because you're yeah. like, you ain't going out like no fucking chump, so you don't text them. But it's definitely <laughs> a <laughs> it's definitely a feeling that I have. Um, and I can only think of maybe three people that I felt that way before. One of them I'm mm-hmm. probably never gonna see or hear from them again. One. Mm-hmm. I hear from every now and then and one is really 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 fresh and i don't think the way we feel is uh, let me speak for me because i know this person who gives conditional love um mm-hmm. i know for me it's never going to change how i feel about that person like like drake said like if i love you i'm always love you that's how i was raised and that's that's something that i just feel like i'm not taking my love away from you just because of how we ended or 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 whatever like it's, it's going to be there like now it's like with those type of people it's hard to move on you never really get over that you you learn mm-hmm. to deal with it you try to be happy other places but how you feel about that person may not ever change yeah it may not ever change like that's a real thing and i know like i think i've told you this before like my fear is one of those people that i feel like we were just our timing was off or we didn't do everything we did, needed to do Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided to move on and you popped up like that puts me in a tough predicament because now I'm wondering about the the, the days of the past versus mm-hmm. what I have now when I've always wanted to be with this particular person. But I'm here with somebody else who makes me just as happy or, you know, not as happy, but I'm just as happy with them. But I don't have, let's say, the intangible things like we don't have the time. We don't have the history. We don't have that bond. It's not as strong or as good as, you know, as it was with that person from the past. Like now you put me in a precarious situation because now now I'm at a point where I have to choose to either stay where I'm at or try Mm -hmm. to go back and make it work with you. And that's something that I don't ever want to have to do because that's that's a shitty thing to have to. that's a shitty situation right there um so yeah i know like for me it does die especially once i have closure within myself because i feel like when people want to end relationships and they say well i just need closure i feel like closure is an illusion right because you really don't agree because what can a person say you're really looking for them to excuse their behavior or make an excuse for their yes uh, like you're making you want them to make an excuse for their behavior or feel sorry for their behavior you don't ne- you don't need that final conversation right but you know people deal with things how they want to deal with things I had to learn that because I used to be like no I just need closure no you're looking for a reason you want them to tell you a reason why they did xyz or why why we had to end like xyz so I don't need closure I need closure within myself to just end this relationship and move on yeah, I don't, which is time. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that you ever really get closure, and you mm-hmm. know, like me, I've like all the, even some of the bad relationships I've had. I mean, out of some of the ones that ended good, like mm-hmm. I don't think there's a such thing as closure. I think you're looking for a reason to justify your actions or their actions, yep. or to be able to come to terms with something. Because we yep. can we can agree today, and then a week later, I'm in my feelings again, wishing that I could have this back. Like I didn't agree to that. Like that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. I don't think closure exists. And I don't even think time heals those wounds because it's been some years and I still can't get over or can accept the fact that this this thing did not work out. Am I mad with her by heart feelings for that person? 
No, mm-hmm. but I know that we did not give it our best. I know that we were young and immature. I know that if we had met in a different time or at different stages in our life where they didn't meet this one fucked up person that jaded them to all relationships, we would mm-hmm. be fine. So it's mm-hmm. always in the back of my mind that what if, because I'm anybody who knows me knows that I'm super optimistic. Like it's always going to be better. It could be, it could be worse. I'm not somebody mm-hmm. that's doom and gloom. I'm not a pessimist. So I'm always like, man, what if, and I think that's what, I think that's a, it's a good factor. It's a good trait to have, but I also think that it can, it can work to my detriment too. Being too fucking optimistic. Absolutely. So it's, so for me, I don't think closure. I don't think time. I don't think any of those things. So like I, like I told somebody most recently, like you can try to move on with somebody else, but at the end of the night, they're never going to make you feel quite the same as I did. Like they may be cuter, they may be smarter, they may have more money, they may be everything that you're looking for, but they don't have the intangibles that I come with. And I know what I bring to the table because I change lives. Like I do. I'm TLC. Oh, go ahead and toot your own horn. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like you know that you know that total life changes. Like that's me. That's how I feel about myself. And I'm not perfect, but I know I have my flaws. But I know whenever I put my all, I put my effort in something, I'm going in at 100%. I'm not half-assing and double-dutching, one foot in, one foot out with something. Because I'm going to try to make it work. But I know, you know, like, my thing, I know I was telling my friend the other day, we we did a podcast not too long ago, but I was telling her, because we were just talking about some stuff, and I was telling her that, um, dang, I don't slip my fucking mind now. Um... <laughs> I was telling her that uh, <laughs> I don't like it was just like that. I was getting ready to say it. Um, I shouldn't have thought about the conversation, but I know I, I know what, it was. what was I telling her? Um, oh, I was telling her that some people think that that because they leave one set of problems that it's going to be better on the other side when you're really just running from one set of problems to the other to a whole new set of problems and it's like mm-hmm. you get there and you find out like they say the grass isn't really greener on the other side or or it really mm-hmm. isn't or you find out the thing weren't that bad after all because you could be going through so much worse mm-hmm. like so it's that's that's really what you're doing like people say I don't want to have to settle I feel like I'd be settling but whenever you make a choice with anything whether it's a job, whether it's to give your kids something, you settle because you have to come to an agreement or a compromise to do said thing. You have yeah. to be happy with it. So you're always going to be settling for something. So it's like, which problems do you want to have? Do you want to have these problems or do you want to have those problems? But there's no guarantee that you won't have the same problems that you had before over there. And especially <laughs> if you're a big factor in why you have those problems, because no matter where you go, you're taking you with you. You're not leaving the baggage and shit with somebody else. You're taking you, your personalities, your mentality, your outlook on life, and and your flaws to another relationship. And if you don't change some of those negative things, you're going to be taking that with you no matter where you're going. You're going to have them same problems, if not worse. And that's something that we all got to step back and, and, you know, look at ourselves and say, like, what am I doing wrong? What could I have done better? You know? So that's that's something that I've learned since you know once i hit like 25 i start looking at myself like what could i do better like you know x y z because you know sometimes people think i'm carefree too carefree that i don't care about things like no a lot of things just don't upset me 
But if you ask my opinion on it, and I don't volunteer my opinion, but if you ask me, I'll tell you, but I'm not going to volunteer my opinion because I know it may offend somebody. And mm-hmm. to keep from rocking, shaking the table, I don't say nothing because sometimes it just don't matter enough to me to say something. But I don't ever want to come off as dismissive. But then some people say, um, dang, I just had a conversation the other day. Like some people view it as you being dismissive. And then some people may come back and say that you care too much or, or whatever. It's just like you can't really win with anything you do. <laughs> That's true. And that's I'm the same. Like I'll keep I'll keep things to myself just because it really doesn't matter. Like I don't care. I am the person like I don't care enough to even talk about this or to have this conversation. So I'll just keep keeping it to myself. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that at all. Like sometimes it is best to keep things to yourself until you are ready to uh, share it. Mm-hmm. Until it's a good time until you feel like somebody may be able to handle it or whatever. But like a lot of things don't matter. Like if you ask me whatever i'm just like hey whatever like it doesn't matter i'm going to be happy either way because i'm somebody who's trying to make the best of everything like do i want to eat fucking spaghetti every day no but i'll eat the shit if i I don't want to be hungry so i'm gonna eat it but i'm not gonna complain i'm not i'm not a complainer yeah but um anyway let's see what else we got on the docket Uh, i'm gonna ask you this because i think i know the answer to this but I could be. You made me. I, you made me so nervous when you said that. <laughs> oh man, I don't want to make you nervous. But I think I know the answer, but okay. I may not. What do you think has been your worst breakup? <laughs> <laughs> you know the answer. To oh, I do. Okay, okay, okay. But we, we. <laughs> oh man, well. Let's just say I know, and we go. We yeah. gonna keep going. We go. We go from there. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't want to, you know, put that out there for you. But I know for me, um, I think I've had three bad breakups, or like mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say bad, but tough ones. And those, there were some of the ones that I was telling you about earlier that I don't think that love ever dies. Like you just have to try your best to live with that, you know, live with that L. To me, it's an L. I know some people maybe shouldn't look at it that way or whatever, but they, it can be a it can be a lesson, it could be a loss. L can be whatever you want it to be, but for me, mm-hmm. it's a lesson and a loss because I, I honestly do feel like if we were more mature or if time was right or the right set of circumstances, we would have been okay. But I definitely Absolutely. would have to go with one of those three. I don't know which one was worse because I know one happened when I was relatively young in mm-hmm. the tooth. Um, well, short in the tooth, I mean. Um, <laughs> and I did not have the finances to make that work. But a part of me also feels like no matter how much finances I had, I don't think I would have made it, been able to make it work. Um, work, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was this incident. I don't know if I ever told you. Did I ever told you about the, the chick from San Diego? Uh, I don't think so. I might have alluded to her, but I might not. But long story short, something happened to her. Like, mm-hmm. right when we had started dating, like, we both had been through some stuff, and we made each other at the right time. We was, like, glued at the fucking hip. Like, we mm-hmm. we were just, like, two peas in a fucking pod. Like, like we, that's just how tight we were. Like, all day, fall asleep on the phone. Like, I think I was maybe 23, 22, 24, somewhere at that time. I'm not sure how mm-hmm. old I was, but I want to say I was at least 23 for sure. And um, long story short, 
something happened and she had to go back home to San Diego. And me being a broke boy <laughs> at the time, I, I didn't have enough money for a plane ticket. Like I did, but I had no way of finding her because her family was a little, they were like affluent. So they had power to do, they had the connections to do certain things. And that's why I feel like no matter how much money I had, I wouldn't have been able to rectify that or fix it. But mm-hmm. I felt like that because I felt like when people make decisions for me, it's hard for me to accept. Like you don't take my choices away from me because things can go a lot better if you give me a choice or if I can come mm-hmm. to terms with it. But if you force me to do something, it's never going to work out well. Um, but but I didn't have the financial means to get out there later on in life. I did, but I didn't have enough to get out there at the time. And I know my pride because she did, you know, have work. Well, she did come from a, 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 an affluent family. Uh, she was offering to fly me out there. Like, yeah, I was originally one of the people who was supposed to be flewed out guys, <laughs> but I never city, got flewed out. City boys up. Yeah. City boys up. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to be one of the ones and my pride or just me not being able to accept things from people. And I think yeah. you know that about me. I don't like gifts. I don't like people to do stuff. I'll do everything for you, but I don't want people to mm-hmm. do things for me. And I couldn't accept that. So I don't know if it was my pride or just me not being able to accept like gestures of kindness for somebody from mm-hmm. somebody is why I didn't get to make that work. She eventually came back, but it was difficult. It was very difficult, yeah. but she's definitely top, top on the list. And you know about my most recent situation. Um, mm-hmm. This that's a tough pill to swallow for me for severing because I feel like it was so many factors, your friends, your family, just mm-hmm. you being sheltered and emotionally immature, having a low emotional IQ, you being impulsive and super reactive to everything. I think some of those things makes it a tough pill to swallow because a lot of the things that are going on now could have been prevented if only you had listened to me. And if we're in a relationship, you should have the person you should have only been listening to is me, not your stupid fucking friends, not not your family who can't tell you how to get out of the hole that they're in. So I'm I'm always going to regret this one, the most recent one, the most, because I feel like everybody else had a role in determining what, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel cheated and I don't like feeling cheated. And -hmm. I told this person when I first met him, I felt cheated. I always feel cheated when it comes to things. And and some people can say that's how life is. Maybe it wasn't meant to be, but why is it, why is it always that way for me? (laughs) So why do I always got to be the, take, take the L? So I feel like that one is probably because it's fresh. It's probably the roughest and most um, unacceptable one that I can, you know, name. And there's one I do think if we and it's, it all goes with me and my decision making. Like if I would have took that chance, and there is one. But if I would have acted sooner, a long, long time ago, knowing what mm-hmm. we eventually became years later, mm-hmm. my life could be so different. These, so? Yeah, these two girls that I was telling you about, the, the San Diego and the most recent one, they wouldn't even exist mm-hmm. in, in my life. Because mm-hmm. if I would have taken that decision or, or taken that chance to do something, um, that would have changed the trajectory of my life. And I would probably be a dad. I would probably be married a long time ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I chose to back away. Mm-hmm for certain circumstances and I watched how her life 
kind of went to the pits mm. from what I know. And I was always there for that. But I kind of watched her life went to go to the pits. And it, I feel like I was partly responsible because I said no. To, in my mind, I never told her no, but I didn't like pursue it like I should have because I was young. I was I was really young. Like I was just young. I ain't gonna go into too much details about it, but I watched things going her life. I'm like, yeah, like she got some good stuff out of it too, but some of the some of the heartache and pain that she had to go through, I feel like that's an indirect effect of my decision to not do something. So I think those three are like my my biggest regrets when it comes to oh my you know my biggest worst breakups if that I had to put my top three out there but most definitely this most recent one because I do feel like she was well just just too impulsive too impulsive and just just indecisive and don't and didn't listen to anybody like but you can't keep breaking up with people week after week, time after time over bullshit. And and because of problems, and the thing is you created problems for us that we didn't even have. You brought other people's problems home to us and made yeah. them ours. And I and I and I can't I cannot accept that. I cannot. So those are my worst breakups for me. I'm I'm glad well, I know yours. We ain't gonna talk about it. It, yeah. it is a Do lot. We don't, no, we don't. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> It is. It is a lot. It is a lot, especially to me. Especially because I love hard, man. And when I when I love you, I love you. I give you, I give I give my all. Like I really do. I don't jump head over heels too soon. But once I feel like that we have something, or you show me certain things, like I'm willing to take a bit more risk with you. I'm willing to open up a bit more and be more vulnerable with you. Yeah. And so I think sometimes that 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 doesn't always work out to my to my, my benefit. So, anyway, wait a minute. You're enabling automatic sorting of checked items. Not now. Just check the item. Don't do anything else to it, computer. <laughs> <laughs> my computer, uh, my computer be trying to do all things. I do want to ask you, why do you feel like the human species are so fascinated with beauty? Um... Because of things that are put in the media, right? So things that are put in front of our face as what is perceived as this is beautiful, this is not, right? Mm -hmm. So things that are perceived as beautiful are pretty, like, much, like, you know, the influencers, supermodels, like, stuff like that. Like, beauties that are damn near unachievable, right? Um, But I think it's, you know, what we see in the media that has changed the the way that we perceive beauty. Mm. That's that's good. That's 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 a good that's a good thing. But I also feel like when it comes to like far as like men and women, like like why or like why do we feel like we have to have somebody that's super attractive or does like someone super attractive equate to better than what you just had you know because mm. beauty fades it does but bonds don't especially if they're but i feel like people don't initially they don't pay attention they don't, don't think about that they don't think that okay in 30 years this person won't look anything like this right now or what they look like now right yeah um but is this a good person overall 
you know, I think that's more important. But of course, like I said, and initially people don't look at, look at that. I, I agree. I definitely think when you first meet somebody or you like just with the eye test, I think it's definitely all based off physical attraction. But I've always told somebody like you can be the baddest woman in the world, but if you have a bad attitude and a bad mindset, I would choose mm-hmm. somebody who's not as attractive over you in a heartbeat. And I've done it. And I've left people standing mm-hmm. there at the fucking door and they cannot understand why. Well, I'm prettier than her. It ain't always about your looks, sweetheart. It's about mm-hmm. you as a person. What about your inner beauty? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're physical attractive, but you also come with being a fucking headache. Like, I always tell people, I compare, I know this is pre- pretty bad, but for me, since I'm a guy, I'm going to I'm gonna have to pick on women right now. But <laughs> and, and maybe you can apply this to dudes too. I feel like attractive women are like, foreign cars they're expensive they have a high value just from what people kind of have told you the insurance is it's it's pretty damn high your monthly payments are pretty damn high uh and the cost the like the maintenance to put the gas in it is extremely high but girls that are not as attractive are like hondas they give you good value they're not as attractive. They're still pretty and attractive, but the the maintenance and all of these things, you don't have to come. They don't come with all of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you're going to get some fan mail for this one. Oh, I definitely going to get some fan mail. <laughs> what are you saying? Women are like cars? Why we like Ferraris? I'm not a Honda. Hey, that, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that everybody has heard that honda is the number one rated car because they hold their value and they're good quality cars like they may not be the best they ain't the damn show the worst but they're good solid cars but if you get a ferrari you something goes wrong in it you go it's gonna cost you a fucking arm and a lit and what i'm saying by that like sometimes like i've dated and I know there's not every super attractive person but like you run that risk because they're they're superficial and they're conceited sometimes. And they think that they can get by off life because they're cute. Um, so what I'm saying is, if you have a problem with a super attractive... Let's say you were dating Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. And y'all have a disagreement or something. She feels like, I don't have to deal with this shit. Because guess what? I can take my beauty and go get anybody else I want. But to get that, to get that attractive girl, you're going to have to deal with a whole set of issues, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. But also, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder because some people won't find, like, people like Kim Kardashian, like, top-tier attractive, right? True. So it really really just depends. So if a person has a shitty personality, whether they're pretty or not, or perceived to be pretty or not, depending on your personal preference, uh, they just have a – they're just a shitty person. Like, I also believe, like, I don't care how good you look, if you just a douche, like I don't, I don't want anything to do with you. Like I don't, I don't care. Like I'm not going off of physical appearance alone. So that's not going. That's only going to take you so far. Um, but that's my personal opinion. I agree. I agree. I think your 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 physical attractiveness can only get it. It gets you in the door because, like for me, I don't want to date anybody that I feel is ugly. But I definitely know I have dated like people who aren't as as attractive as some of the girls that I have dated but they're not ugly at all like I have like a one to ten scale five means you're okay like you're not ugly you're dateable but I've dated people who are like eights and nines and tens in my book 
and you may not mm-hmm. be as attractive as those people, but what you have is something that they don't have, and you don't give me the fucking headache. So which one is the better buy? You know, and that's kind of how I like yeah. how I trying to. Equate. Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully y'all don't blow my head off with some of this <laughs> uh, uh, listener mail. Um, but I, I do feel like that. But I will say that. But the majority of the super attractive girls I've dated have always had some type of complex or some type of critical flaw that I didn't have to deal with with somebody who was a bit more humble. And mm. I think that's what it has to do with. Like, like, like I would typically like some some girls are high maintenance. They are. And then some girls, you are going to get a solid, reliable, dependable thing every single time. But I do think we put a lot of stock into, oh, he has a six pack or, oh, she has a big butt. She has hazel eyes. We put too much stock in that when these people are really shitheads to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. You may have a good time with this person, but all it takes is one wrong thing. And then now you're disposable to them. So. I don't know. I just, I just always want to know why. And I guess because I follow a lot of girls on Instagram because I'm a guy, right? Why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of girls <laughs> gravitate to me. And I just see that everybody, well, I ain't going to say everybody, but my feed has slowly become everybody's like trying to be like model and do glamour shots. Like, does it matter that much? Like, yeah. Like, I, I don't mean, know. Um... In today's society, I guess it, it does. Just, of course, of course, depending on the person, because everybody isn't so super wrapped up into uh, these images that they see online. Um, but for the most part, people are. <laughs> they are, and I don't. I don't understand. Oh my god, X, Y, and Z. Like, like I get it, but like, I want to be known for more than just being attractive. Yeah, that's my that's my least beneficial attribute or quality that comes with with with, with me, or just as a person. Mm-hmm. I don't want you know. Oh, well, she's pretty, but she dumb as fuck. Like I don't ever want to have yeah. to be that person. Yeah. Like I I, I want to get by off my merits, not just my you know attractiveness to people. Like, and that's kind of just why, just that's kind of like where I'm looking at because I feel like that's that's what it is these days. Like I've seen girls. They be like, oh, you came up, girl. You 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 leveled up. Like he he looked better than this person, and I'm like, but why does that necessarily equate to leveling up? Maybe in the looks department, but then that's all like, you know, relative. Well, like based on what you think, but that doesn't mean that this person is a good quality person. So I don't know, but that's just my take on it. But I'm prepared to to get my head cut off. <laughs> By the listeners, for sure. I can already see it now. You said we're fucking cars. Well, I didn't say you was a minivan, so hey, so we should be happy. Oh my gosh. I know, I know. But anyway, I think I think I'm gonna let you go after this last one. Um, I was on Clubhouse the other day and I happened to hear this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I want to know how you felt about it. It said they were asked it was the the room was basically about white women or I think it was black or white women ask black girls tough questions or either mm-hmm. it was black women ask white girls or white women tough question questions. Mm-hmm. But I want to say it was white women ask black girls tough questions. And, you know, it was pretty it was a pretty cool conversation, but they got to the point where they were talking about like hair. And they mm-hmm. were saying that they don't think that white women should wear braids. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, honestly, I don't care what another person does to their hair, but 
with black women, right? So we are often scrutinized or criticized for wearing natural or protective hairstyles, right? And so what are natural white, and protective hairstyles, by the way, just for the listeners. Um, natural hairstyles, like any hairstyle in your natural hair state, so your curly, kinky natural hair, or if you put it like in a bun or a puff or you know, I like to wear a bun. Mm-hmm. Um, or a protective braids. hairstyle could be braids or twists, anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, white women don't have to go, they don't have to think about certain things when they wear braids. So when we go for, say, like a job interview, right? Mm-hmm. Black women have to think like, wow, I can't wear braids to this job interview because they may not hire me simply for wearing a hairstyle that yeah. works best for my hair type. Yeah. White women don't have to go go through that, right? White women also are, when they have the braids in their hair, they're put, again, going back to the media, like, oh my gosh, look at this nice, new, trendy style that <laughs> Kardashian is wearing. Are you fucking kidding me? My ancestors have been wearing braids since the fucking 1800s. Are you kidding me? Yeah, since fire. <laughs> yes, like... <laughs> But when a white woman does it, it's just this marvelous thing. And as you see, like there there are laws being passed in 2020 or 2021 where it's now it's now against the law to um discriminate not hire someone. Hair. Yes, discriminate against your black your natural hair. Like that is fucking wild to me. Like that is so wild to me that and we've come this far. And we still have to do, we still have to deal with discrimination against our hair, our natural hair that grows out of our scalps. <laughs> that is just, like, but if a, a black, I mean, a white woman puts braids in her hair, she's just fucking Queen Elizabeth. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. So that's the only thing I, that's the only problem I have with it. But at the end of the day, honestly, I don't care what you do with your hair, sign my hair. I really don't care. But I think the praise that they get from it is bullshit. Uh, you you sound a lot like what they said. Like you echoed a lot of those same sentiments that they echoed in that uh, clubhouse room that I was in. And mm-hmm. some people were like up in arms about it. It was one one black girl who I felt like she was just kind of like being a little bit crazy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like like some such she's like, well, I don't think a white woman could ever make me feel anyway because her her family members are Muslim. And mm-hmm. I think she said her dad was a Black Panther. I don't know how much of this is true or bullshit, but just ba- I can only go off what she said. But she was saying that uh, I've never had to feel inferior to a white man. And this girl wasn't, in my opinion, she wasn't attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like, all right, man, don't don't look at me no more. You're hurting my eyes. But anyway, oh my god, <laughs> that's me. Angle said I was just playing, but she wasn't attractive to me. And they were, she was saying, I've never had like a white woman like take my man away because they were saying, because the, the part I came in on was, why do black men always seem to date white women? And the white women in the in the thing were kind of basically defending themselves. And some of the black girls, a large percent of the black girls that I heard, really, 99.9% of the black girls I heard disagree with the one girl that kept just being like very like antagonizing towards them and I didn't really like yeah. it she was like they're always want you they were saying when you see celebrities 
she was saying when you see celebrities, they usually date somebody that's not black or they're white, and they was like, that's not necessarily true, but that's the numbers true. don't yeah. even support that. Like, like you see, a, mm-hmm. it, Hollywood is a different thing, but the mm-hmm. real world that's not supported. Like, you don't have any data mm-hmm. to support that or back that up. Like, most people date within the race. The anomalies are the ones who date outside the race, whether you date not just white women, but whatever. And so they was, she was just kind of being really like antagonistic towards them. With just antagonizing them and just kind of, I was like, whoa. And like, it, it made me uncomfortable to hear hear her talk about, you know, white women like that. Like, I have no problem with white women. They're cool mm-hmm. people. I don't have a problem with white people at all. But for her, it seemed like she had an ax to grind and she was trying to like be, do it in a nice, nasty way. But she was saying, I don't think that, first of all, white women don't have to do their hair that way and they don't have a need to do it. Like for someone like mm-hmm. me and, you know, it was just, just kind of crazy. And I was just like, but what does this have to do with the the question about the hairstyles? And she was saying, and like like you said, that they do get a lot of praise for it. She did have some good points, but then some of them I just felt like, hey, that was a little, that was a bit insensitive. And, mm-hmm. you know, but I get it. It's conversation. Maybe it needed to be said. I don't know. I can't really knock her. But for me, it made me feel a bit uncomfortable. Like just, I'm like, this is a this this room is an opportunity to promote change or provoke change and with you coming off now you kind of playing into some of the stereotypes that they may have because of your mm-hmm. attitude and it just kind of to me it was a bit embarrassing for me as as just just as a man listening to a female conversation like I didn't comment but I was just like oh okay but me on the outside looking in about the hair like I don't really personally care what people do with their hair I do know that there are some styles no matter even be, that go beyond hair that are native to to certain people but i don't think mm-hmm. that uh i don't think that uh that it's all right sorry about that guys we have some technical difficulties i unplugged my mic but anyway but i i mean personally i don't feel like I don't really feel the way when I see like people wear hairstyles. I know that there's things that are native to, you know, certain cultures and you know ethnicities or whatever. But um, I do feel like like she was saying, oh, what 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 got <laughs> what made me what made me really add this question? But she was like, first of all, white women don't look really good with their braids. Like it doesn't even look good in your hair. Like we look way better when we wear the braids than than you guys do. And I was like, not everybody, because I don't see some fucked up braids. <laughs> on black people and i felt like like that's not that's not true i do like seeing some white women with with braids it all depends on your head shape and your face and just like Mm -hmm. your personality like if you can see that's that their personality i I think it looks good like i've seen like hispanic women with braids like like cornrows or whatever and it looks great i've seen white women with braids that look great they just have like cute faces to match it but you know everything for everybody like you know, I can't wear a bald head and get away with it. You know, like everything isn't for everybody. And that's just really how I feel. But she was like, yeah, we look way better. Like you guys look, look disgusting when you weren't. I was like, no, nah, like she going, she going a bit overboard with, with just some of the stuff she was saying. I like to see it on some people, but me personally, I wouldn't want to tell anybody how to wear their hair just because I've been told how to wear my hair for pretty much my, my, my the majority of my life. And someone always has had something to say about me having hair and like what it means and what people are going to think and first of all i could give two fucks like i I don't i don't care like i like my hair Mm -hmm. and i'm probably never gonna cut it like i think i look better with hair than without it and that's for me i have to be happy with me not you Mm -hmm. i do so that's 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 a pretty interesting um interesting take on that um 
so I wouldn't say that they that they you know they shouldn't be allowed. And she was saying they shouldn't be allowed, and all this. I was just like, it's kind of crazy. But we, I think I saw that room, but I think I saw it the opposite. I think it was white girls ask black girls tough questions. Yeah, um, I think that's the one I saw. Yeah, he switches it because like he he I know I know the other day like last night when he was on it had black men ask black women tough questions and then it was like he just he just switches it around from what I can tell, um, and it was just interesting. So I just kind of borrowed that from that since I was on uh, Clubhouse. Say something really quick. Something. <laughs> okay, it's recording. I want to make sure it's recording you. Um, but yeah, so yeah. I do have one more one more question for you. Do do you have any besides me? Do you have any male friends? Absolutely, I have um, two male friends. That I would say like, oh, though that's like my best best friends. Like I can call them for anything. Oh. So I do have male friends oh. that I trust. I'm jealous now because I'm pretty sure. <laughs> 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 but but um. But yeah, I was asking because I've been told that I shouldn't have, you know, friends of the opposite sex. And I think that's total crap. But I wanted to ask you, like, first of all, do, do any of your male friends, like your legit male friends, send you like pictures of their genitals? Uh, no. <laughs> Could you, would you consider someone like that your friend? Uh, no. All right. No. Would, would would your male friends be trying to advise you things to kind of coax you to come their way? Like let's say let's say you and your boyfriend going through something, they were like, "Oh, well, I think you should fuck someone else." Like, what, is that is that good sound advice that a male friend would give you? No. Now I've I've had quote unquote male friends like that, but they're not really trying to be your friend, right? Exactly. They're trying to get something out of you. Uh, no, my male friends are legit. Hey, you know. No, no funny business. <laughs> like nothing like that. Just good people, like my true male friend. I I agree. I I, I wouldn't be able to call if my female friends did any of those things. I mean, I would not be able to call them friend because they would sound like they want something from me. They're not like exactly. a friend. Like mm-hmm. they're an acquaintance, but they're not your friend. And I don't think you mm-hmm. should take advice from someone who's telling you to do things like that, especially when they want you to do it with them. So I think that's a bit out of line but I wanted to also ask you how does the advice you get from your male friends differ from your female friends and I asked somebody this before but I wanted to get your take on it so um, it also it depends on maturity level right so my female friends of course when I ask them for advice say about a relationship right they can understand from a female perspective of what I may be going through right Mm-hmm. But also a maturity level has to be there because they may be with my bullshit because I be on some They may, you know, be like, yeah, you know, you're going to do that, do that. Like, I agree with you. I'm with you, whatever you want to do. Right. But my male friends, my male friends that I have, they'll tell me like, no, like you're tripping or, you know, you did too much in that situation. Or they'll say like, no, he shouldn't have done that. But it's always from a friend, both both ends, it's always from a friend level. I think I'm really good at picking people who I call my actual friends, not associates, mm-hmm. but people that are my actual friends. 
they're going to always make sure, uh, look out for my best interest, but they'll tell me like, no, you're fucking up. But my male friends, I feel like they give me more straightforward advice or straightforward, um, just whatever, whatever I need advice or just a talk. Uh, they're more straightforward and then they can give it to me from the male perspective as well so I love talking to my male friends about it and I love how they call me out on my shit I don't fix it but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't fix it but <laughs> that might be the title of the show <laughs> oh man I don't fix it but that's crazy <laughs> you wilding out that is crazy <laughs> But at least you know. At least you can admit to some of these things. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't fix it, but okay. They give solid ass advice. I will say that. Uh, I'm glad that you have good, healthy male relationships in your life because it's it's needed. We can't always have like a one sided perspective on things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that with my female friends and like like I only have right now, I feel like I only have like one really good male friend that I talk to almost every day. Maybe mm-hmm. not on a week, but we talk and you know who it is. Um uh, mm-hmm. you know you know who it is? Uh did we used to be at the same place? Yeah. Okay. And he and he's older, which Yeah, which, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and he's older, so we you know, we talk about life a lot. Like we talk about mistakes and different things and mm-hmm. we have a relationship where he said he's like, "Hey, you know, I said I know you don't want to hear this." And I'm like, "He knows when he knows I'm not going to be mad at what he says, but mm-hmm. to I like the place. So I was like, "Hey, look, I think I'm about to leave the room right now because <laughs> he I know you're about <laughs> to say something." And he started laughing, but he knows and I know that you know we both have to understand. He'll say and he'll give me that that advice about it or whatever. And I appreciate mm-hmm. it because it's my checks and balances. But I do know that for a vast majority of my life, I've always had more female friends than I've had male friends. Like, I probably said this started, like, right after high school. Because in high school, I had a balance of, like, male and female friends. But, like, I think I had better relationships with the female friends than I did my male friends because you can't tell guys shit. You, like, imagine... Let, let me think of a thing. Okay, back in high school, everybody was concerned about getting clapped or getting burnt. You can't tell your male friend that because they going to dog you out. Oh, shit. They going to talk shit. Your weedy <laughs> on fire. They going to they gonna, they gonna uh-huh. burn you out. They, it's going to be bad. But you can talk to your female friends about breaking up, how you feel, and get yeah. advice that way. So I think I kind of done that. But I would say my advice that I get from my female friends it's good, but I don't have any female friends that I know of that are actively trying to pursue me and that are actively trying to sabotage me mm-hmm. from finding happiness. I, I I have like maybe six core good female friends and you're one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I think I, I really value the advice I get from you guys because it it keeps one it keeps me humble it's my checks and balances and it opens my eyes up to different things like a different way of looking at it you know so i appreciate those things i will say the advice that i get kind of differs but sometimes it's the same but and again it does depend on your emotional iq and your maturity Mm -hmm. it it has a lot to do with those things like what have you been through like i don't want to take advice on somebody who hasn't been through any like hardships because Mm -hmm. Either you've had a perfect life or you've had a life because you've avoided a lot of things. It's like you really can't really mm-hmm. tell. 
but and not to devalue those people but i know i respect people who've been through shit that can tell you shit they got war wounds they got stories and scars to tell it so but i do appreciate my uh my my good core friends and i and i hope they're listening right now and you know who you are and i love each and every last one of y'all and i know y'all love me back and are you did you say all? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Don't get mushy on me. But I really do because like they've been here like through some of my darkest days and and that's that's something that helped keep me going. So I appreciate you guys a lot. Cause I don't often get to tell people how you feel. Like you gotta give people your flower their flowers while while they still here. While they can still smell them. So I wanna let everybody know that I appreciate you guys male and female but especially my female friends because y'all y'all deserve it y'all some mvps man <laughs> we appreciate you too well i'm glad that y'all <laughs> appreciate me man because sometimes people just like to dog my name out and kick my fucking back in but no. i don't ever expect y'all to do it and i appreciate that yeah because we love you oh girls <laughs> 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 real though like 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 I would definitely, if you don't have any male or friend, let me just, if male or female, if you don't have any friends of the opposite sex, I strongly suggest you find you some good, solid friends of the opposite <laughs> sex. Cause you don't want to have like a one-sided, biased, jaded opinion of life because that's not going to get you anywhere. And I'm gonna leave you guys with one last tip of advice. You never want to be the smartest person in the room or at the table. You need to surround yourself with people who, who have the same, some of the same goals as you that are better than you, that are smarter than you in areas mm -hmm. that you lack because that's how you grow and that's how you evolve. You always want to have people you can learn and, and benefit from in your circles. And that's my advice for today. You okay over there? Hello? Yeah. Oh. No, what did you say? It went out. Uh, do you hear my advice segment? Yes, I heard it. Oh, okay. I agree. I agree. But that, that's that's it. I think that's my advice for today. But I know you got shit to do. <laughs> so I'm going to let you get out of here. I appreciate your time. And as Thank usual. You. Oh, no problem. As usual, I would like to, to know a song of the week from you. Oh, let me see. <laughs> Why are you smiling like that? Okay. Oh, I already know. I already know. What is it? So the song that I've been playing, like um is on it on it by yes on it on it by Ari Lennox and oh. Jasmine Sullivan oh that nasty song <laughs> I wanna see <laughs> yes okay I'm gonna I'm I'm have to include that um <laughs> I don't know what song I'm going to play but I do know there's this song that I have listened to a lot, but let's see. I told you, I told you, um, they they made me take down my Kid Cudi episode because I played yeah. this song. Mm -hmm. I gotta I gotta redo it, but let's see. What song do I want to play? I just I think I'm figuring out what I can and cannot play. Um. Mm. Let's see who I want to play. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to do a lot of stuff. Let me check some of my playlists. I might I might play that song you sent me, man. I like that one. 
I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> Why you say it like that? Because I just I love it. I love that song so much. I, I, or I might play "Damaged" by uh by her. I like that one. Her, too. I love yeah. Let me see if I can one. play that first. But I think if I do, I gotta just talk over it a lot, a lot. What label is she on? Ah, oh, she's on Sony. Can't play that one. Oh gosh! <laughs> like, I might be able to, but I just gotta be really, really careful how I do. I just know anybody that's on like Universal is is like really hard to to get away with. Mm-hmm. Even if you talk over it, yeah, that's supposed to be the loophole. If you do talk over, because it's not the exact song, but I know they have like from what I also what I learned on Clubhouse from this lady. I met her the other day. She works for like record labels, and we've been talking. I've been trying to pick her brain about stuff. She's a really nice lady. Like we was up to like four o'clock in the morning just talking, and um, oh wow, she, yeah, she was telling me how they search for things and like. You know, just different tricks and tips to kind of avoid these things. So I might play it. And for whatever mm-hmm. reason, my other core isn't working while I can play it while we're talking now. Um, so I have mm-hmm. to do it and do like some post-production to it. But I'm, I'm going to figure it out a little bit. So we're going to go with Ari Linux. And we are going to go with, I'm going to go with um, Daydream by Arab Music. I'm going to go with that. I don't think he'll take me down. But if he does, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, what is that? But anyway, guys, and uh, Angelica, I'm going to let you get out of here. I appreciate your time. Let you continue your day. Whatever else you got going. I don't want you to engage in any, you know, activities. <laughs> that you <should. laughs> anyway, but, yeah. Um, Thank you. What is this, episode 46? Yeah, 46. Been doing good. Been doing good. I know, man. I should have way more episodes of this, but I think when my laptop got stole and then the the breakup yeah. took over the summer really slowed me down. But what I have learned though is that consistency is key. And a lot of people who started a podcast when the pandemic started have not made mm-hmm. it past ten episodes. Wow, really? Yeah, because they don't know how to record. They don't know how to do a lot of the things that I know how to do because I have an audio background. So mm. It's hard for them to do, especially like trying to do Zoom calls and do different things like that. Their audio quality just isn't good. Or, it's trash. <laughs> yeah, or trying to get people on time to do schedules and stuff like that or personal stuff. So I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to take this to the next level because if I keep it up, man, I think I can change the lives of everyone around me by doing it. I think so too. Just consistency. So. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna be consistent. I don't care if the episode whack. Put it out. Just keep mm-hmm. going. <laughs> But yeah, go ahead, enjoy your day. Um, We will chat it up later. Yeah. All right. All right. Talk to you later. (laughs) Bye. 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 All right, guys. Let's get into the sleeper song segment. I probably shouldn't play this. I might get taken down again for this, but we're gonna we're gonna try it out and see. Where'd it go? Sit on it. All right, guys. This is Sit On It off of Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan and Ari Lennox. Here she goes, guys. 
lot of people like this song for whatever reason, and I'm not quite sure why. She wants to sit on it, guys. Have any of y'all ever wanted to uh, sit on it, <laughs> for lack of a better term? Spit on it. What? What am I listening to right now? Are now listening to Jasmine Sullivan and Ari Lennox sit on it off of Hotel. After talk over this, because I don't own the rights to any of this music, and I don't want to get risk of taking being taken down. So that's why I'm about to stop with that, and I'm about to go to my song of the week. All right, this is Daydreams by A Rap Music. I hope you guys enjoy. It kind of puts me in a, a good, just a good space, a good feeling. It's a little different than what I used to play, but it definitely puts me in a good, uh, a good mood. And if you guys have any like techno, electronic, like rave type music that's in this vein, send it to me because I would appreciate it. It sounds kind of buffy though. And I can fix it right now. Let me get to the machine. I actually might be able to play this whole thing. But anyway, guys, if you're listening out there, if you got somebody that you love them, let them know. Because you never know when it's time for them to go And they may not be here again no, You never get back the words you, you can't take back words that you said with me You never get back time And you don't want to have to live with regrets Of the words that you never said to somebody So keep that in mind I hope you guys enjoy Hold on Try this one more time I'm gonna get back to the music, guys. Just wait, just wait. Try it on this one. Other device. Where are we? Wait, what is this? It's not what I want to play. Never mind. But anyway, guys, keep that in mind. Love each other, be peaceful. If you can work something out, work it out, guys. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. You just gotta persevere for just a little bit, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you make it through it, you'll survive. And you're gonna appreciate it later on. But anyway, I am your host, A1, and this is episode 46 of I Don't Have a Name for This Yet podcast. Thanks for listening. Like, share, and subscribe. And we are out. Peace. So guys, I'm back. <laughs> I thought it was over, but I forgot to tell Angelica about the story that I had been telling I was going to tell her. So yesterday I went to a park, you know, it was a good park to go to not too far from where I live. And I was just kind of like, just when I go to park, I like to people watch just anywhere I go. But I was watching this couple. I want to say they were like an, an Asian couple. I don't want to 
Try, I'm trying to be PC, but I think they were an Asian couple, and they had a dog. And I was just like, I was like, she looked like she runs him, like she probably like just kind of tells him what to do and X, Y, and Z. So they had one of them little, one of them little small dogs. And I'm assuming that at some point on their adventure, that the dog had to poop. Mm-hmm. And I guess around like five thirty, the park was getting ready to close. Son, you're gonna go. a little chill. He probably got to go home. Got shit to do. Got some. Got something he wanted to tear up. So you never know. Uh, and all of a sudden, we seen him bend over, and he was lifting up the dog's tail. And I was like, "What in the fuck is he doing?" Yo, where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I felt. I was like, yo, buddy, where are you going with this? And so he lifts up the dog's tail and gets a piece of tissue. And he started wiping the dog's butt. Because before that, I was like, what is he doing? Like, I hope they ain't about to do what I think you're about to do. But he started, like, wiping the dog's butt with the tissue and oh, was wow. looking around like he didn't want anybody to see. And I had never seen anything like that. And I was like, man, but the dog looked like, the dog looked like, I don't know if it was a boy or a girl because I couldn't really see from where I was at, but the dog looked like it was having a good time (laughs) enjoying it. (laughs) And he looked like he was having a good time, but when he got up, he looked so fucking embarrassed. Like he was looking around like to see who saw him, but I have never seen anybody wipe their dogs, but. I've never seen that either. Like. I understand why he probably did it. Probably the dog yeah. pooped somewhere and they want to get shit all over the car seat or on, yeah. on, on the wife or the girlfriend. But yeah. I've never seen that. Like they treat dog, they treat animals better than they treat people. <laughs> like it was crazy. <laughs> but like the look of shame he had on his face, and like it was another guy that had pulled up and we were just sitting out there looking at him. I was like, man, he probably looking like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not wiping my dog's ass. But it was, it was some crazy shit I've never seen. I've seen like people, like people who love dogs, let their dogs drink out of their wine glass and then they'll drink right yeah. behind them or like lick them in the mouth and they be kissing each other or eat off their plate and go. But I've never seen a human wipe a dog's butt. Live. I've never seen that <laughs> and I was like, man, if he wiping the dog, but man, she might not want to leave him at home with the dog. I'm calling Peter on him. Like, she probably told him to do it. <laughs> she probably did. They, I'm calling Peter on both of them. I got their tag number. But I was like, I hope he ain't about to like try to do nothing crazy to this dog. But he lifted up the dog's tail and was and just wiping away. Then he walked a good distance to throw the tissue away. But. I don't know, but that's the story I had to tell you. But like, it it was just wow. it was just kind of crazy to see. <laughs> so you guys got some bonus content out of this because I had totally forgotten to the <laughs> end. But I guess it's probably good that I did forget because I could, uh, you know, have something to play after. I the definitely song. thought. Uh, I definitely thought when you say he lift up his tail, I said, okay, where are you going with this? <laughs> he thought he was about to molest the dog. <laughs> I thought that he was about to molest that dog at first because I didn't see the tissue at first. Like he had lifted it up and he didn't have one, but then I seen him go in the car and um, then the dog just kind of like tooted up his little butt and was like, yeah, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. And I was like, man, he better not do what I think you're about to do. But he grabbed some tissue and wiped the dog's butt, man. So I don't know. I don't know. Wow. The things that you see. Would you do that? Uh, no, nope, nope. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I could, like you said, I could understand if you don't want the dog shit to like actually touch the car seat, you know, the car fabric or whatever. 
Um, but I don't know. That's yeah. a bit like do dogs have shit that just does it linger? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they got they need to wipe their butt like we do because I've seen dogs rub like they butt on the grass. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, maybe yeah. it's itching or something. Like I don't know, but I thought that's how they wipe their butt. But I ain't never seen nobody get a Kleenex and like tip 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 tip. It kind of <laughs> get it. <laughs> so i don't know man but that shit was crazy. i told somebody i was gonna tell tell that story on the podcast but i had to before i forgot i had to that's hilarious it is man but anyway that's it go ahead and enjoy the rest of your day i'll talk to you later all right man and this time guys we are out this is the last part of the show i hope you guys enjoy like i said before like share subscribe Call into the show, email us, text us, Instagram, whatever you have to do to reach us. But the most important thing to do is like, share, and subscribe. Shout out to all the listeners around the world. Shout out to all the listeners in Colombia. And shout out to all the listeners. I have new listeners in Honduras and Costa Rica, I want to say that I saw. I appreciate you guys. Uh, You guys are loved, to say the least. And I appreciate it. So anyway... Enjoy your nights. Enjoy, you know, whatever it is. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever it is, wherever you are. It's always tea time somewhere. Peace.